welcome to Your Future Starts Now, the go-to podcast for extraordinary women who are ready to step into their next chapter with authentic confidence. I'm your host, Gia Lakwa, empowerment coach, motivational speaker, children's book author, and girl mom. Whether you're a corporate powerhouse or an entrepreneur, this show is designed for you. Your Future Starts Now is more than just a podcast. It's a movement, a movement towards rewriting the rules of success for high-achieving women. Are you ready to get unstuck and step into your next chapter? If so, you're exactly where you need to be. Your future starts now. Welcome to Your Future Starts Now. I'm your host, Gia Lacqua. I want to thank you for being here. Today, I am thrilled to introduce you to Sandra Kenoff. Sandra is the proud president and CEO of Girl Scouts of Northern New Jersey. She's been leading the organization through transformational change with a focus on ensuring that more girls can find their voice. Sandra is committed to increasing diversity, accessibility, and inclusion in Girl Scouting and providing the best and most appropriate resources and facilities that will tap into the opportunities and meet the challenges of an advancing world. She is motivated to help each girl navigate today's modern landscape and achieve their life goals. Sandra, so excited to have you with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So Sandra, before you were CEO, I know you were with Girl Scouts in a different capacity. You were the Chief Development and Communications Officer, but you started your career in marketing and advertising. So Can you share a little bit more about your professional journey and what led you to CEO? Uh, Much like women of today, uh, where where I started is is not where I ended up. It was not a a linear path. Um, And that's a great thing. Uh, I did start out um, in advertising. I worked at global ad agencies on major brands, including Down and Yogurt, Slim Fast Foods, Trident Gum, Campbell's Soup. And I had a career that I loved. Uh, it was very fast paced. I was very driven. I had goals of going the distance, um, wanted to be a CEO of an ad agency. And uh, I was pursuing that. And then I started a family. And that was a big change. And uh, that was at a time in the early 2000s when there was no flexibility. We don't didn't have a hybrid work environment. Uh, my career required a lot of travel. My husband traveled a lot and we made the decision that I would make a change and I would be home with my young daughters. And uh, that was the end of my time in advertising. And I wasn't sure when I would go back to work. I knew that I would. And I kept myself in the environment of marketing by having a small strategic consulting business. But I wasn't sure when I was going to go back full time. And my life was very different with two young daughters. And so what I did was get involved in community. I was uh, living in the suburbs um, after living in New York City for uh, almost 10 years. And getting involved in community was a way for me not only to build new friendships, but also to connect because I didn't know what was next for me career-wise. 
And I often talk about the fact that my nonprofit career was born out of volunteerism. I got involved at a Jewish community center in my community, uh, which for those who are not familiar is very much like a YMCA, um, had everything there from fitness to aquatics to cultural arts to preschool. And my girls were there and I decided to get involved. Uh, I was on the board of directors for several, several years. And then an opportunity came up for me to serve on the senior leadership team in a marketing and fund development role. And I thought that it was an excellent way for me to transfer my expertise in, in positioning and storytelling in, in a nonprofit uh, role. And I was very happy to roll up my sleeves and join the senior team of the JCC. And I ended up working there for 10 years and found that I was incredibly motivated by a mission. So for me, here I was building community and had an opportunity to use my skills in a very different way. And it was a very fulfilling position. I, I really uh, took a lot of um, satisfaction and uh, felt accomplished in the work that we did. And uh, after almost 10 years on staff, I felt that it was time for me to move on and um, had an opportunity to come to Girl Scouts of Northern New Jersey. Uh, I felt that it represented a lot of the things I loved about marketing and advertising because I was back with an iconic brand, positioning it in the marketplace. I was in a chief development and communications role. So marketing was a big function of that original position. And then again, uh, leveraging the storytelling to motivate donors in a fund development role. So uh, I really took that passion for, for mission-based work um, to the next level because Girl Scouts really speaks to me because of what it stands for about empowering girls, empowering the next generation of women. And I think this is why we're having this conversation today because uh, the sisterhood of Girl Scouts, the opportunities that it provides for girls and what it means for their leadership development going forward is something that really spoke to me. And um, along the way, the opportunity came up. Our CEO uh, left her position and I thought, this is my time. Let me go for it. And here I am. I'm about to start year three in the CEO seat. Wow. What an incredible opportunity and such an amazing journey. So it sounds like you always had aspirations to be CEO, but that maybe path took some turns along the way. And I love the fact that, you know, you talk about the mission and the purpose and really being driven by that mission and the purpose, which is so powerful. Um, I'm curious on the theme of girls empowerment before we switch over to women's empowerment. How do you envision, when you think about the vision and the mission of Girl Scouts, how do you envision Girl Scouts contribute to the development and empowerment of girls in today's rapidly changing world? And the mission of Girl Scouts is to build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. And uh, from the, the earliest time in Girl Scouts, it's about promoting a sisterhood and learning how to work 
with other girls in an environment uh, that values mentorship and uh, diversity. And I think that um, some of the things in Girl Scouting, and I'll name a few, um, that really translate well to leadership uh, have to do with the fact that girls are encouraged to teach or mentor younger girls. Uh, we see that with our highest awards when girls are uh, pursuing the highest awards in Girl Scouting. It is important that they uh, work with younger girls so that they can mentor them. Mm -hmm. um, from the earliest days in Girl Scouting, um, the, the things that they learn first as a daisy at five and six years old are the components of being a friend, being considerate and caring, being friendly and helpful, being honest and fair, being responsible for what they say and do. These are things that really uh, build character. They're, they're the things that girls can carry forward with them as they grow into young adults. Um, I think even, you know, programmatically, we look at camp and uh, when girls go to our summer day camp, they uh, work together on building, uh, building their confidence when they're doing things like the low ropes challenge course. And they're working under the buddy system of no less than two when exploring nature or discovering new activities. So I think there's a lot of examples there of the ways that we're trying to foster this concept of being a sister to every Girl Scout, which is something that is articulated in the Girl Scout law. Love that. I love the concept of sisterhood. I hear you talk about friendship. I heard you talk about mentorship, um, you know, exploring together. I'm curious, what, is, what does that term sisterhood mean to you personally? I, I think sisterhood is so important. So I'm gonna say, Two seconds on my personal and then a lot about um, sisterhood in general. So I have a sister. My mom has a sister. My grandma had her sister. I come from a line of sisters. And uh, I think there's something really special about having a sister. But there's this concept out there about sisterhood. And we see it in so many spaces of life. Um, when I was in college, I was in a sorority. I tremendously value the fact that I was able to be a part of a sisterhood. And that is something that um, is very prevalent in the uh, college world. And I think that um, sisterhood is about uh, connecting, supporting, finding community, um, creating bonds. And I think we, we look for it in many different aspects of life. There are organizations that are focused on sisterhood. So not just Girl Scouts, where when we work in, in a troop, which is a group of girls, we're looking to build a sisterhood. We talk about our Girl Scout sisters. But I look at other organizations like Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the common themes that you see there are about this concept of mentorship. So I think that within sisterhood, some of it, it's about creating the bond and having those um, spaces that are, are just for girls or women. Uh, it's about support and connectivity, but it's also very much about mentorship. 
Uh, we look to our big sister to guide us. Um, we, you know, we, we think about sisterhood in terms of um, helping others to flourish. And I think that we see that in many different spaces. And we see it in the professional world too. Building a sisterhood can be a key driver to success. And it's something I believe in very strongly, which is why I think that um, we're always, you know, we, we hold near and dear this concept of sisterhood. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting concept. And I, I love to reflect on how it's evolved over time. I think to your point, there's always been a lot of value in sisterhood and having these groups that support girls and women. But I do want to take a moment to just reflect on the fact that, you know, when I started in the corporate world 20 years ago, you know, I think it was very different. I think there was a lot of sharp elbows and I think there was a lot of competition. And I think that still exists, but I think we're in a place now where we realize that we're going to get farther by supporting one another, right? And I think to your point, we can help each other thrive, lift each other up, and that doesn't diminish our ability and our power and our journey. And so I love this concept and being able to apply it across your journey and across the lifespan. Sandra, in your experience, your professional experience and your personal experience, like what, ha what do you notice in terms of We've made a lot of progress for women in business, um, you know, and, and women in general in terms of equality. I'm curious, where do you think we have made progress? And in your mind, what change still needs to happen or what barriers still exist for women? I definitely think that there are still many barriers, but I will talk about the opportunities and the growth that I've seen with regard to women in business. So the statistic currently is that women run less than 11% of Fortune 500 companies. And while that is an increase over years prior, there's obviously still a long way to go uh, further. And I think this really needs to be underscored. There's only a handful of women of color in there. So there's really a lot of opportunity. And when we think of it in terms of percentages, there's still a long way to go. So I think that in terms of barriers, I, I, I try not to look at barriers. I try to look at opportunities. And uh, I think that the opportunity is in having diverse leadership, that as women, that um, we have opportunities not only to get a seat at the table, but to pave the way for our sisters. And uh, I think that as organizations and corporations, we need to value diversity of thought and background and make sure that we are thinking about the next generation, which is something that I talk a lot about in my work with girls. We want to be thinking about that next generation of leadership and that's something that I think we can replicate in, in the business world. Uh, in June of 2023, um, there was an article in Fortune magazine where the Accenture chair and CEO, Julie Sweet, talked about diverse leaders having had to continuously reinvent 
and adapt at a personal level throughout their careers. What she talked about was resilience, adaptability, and having to be pioneers. And I think that really speaks to uh, some of the opportunities that are out there, as well as some of the barriers. Yeah, I love the reframe too, right? Because there's always going to be challenges and barriers. But to your point, they're they're opportunities, and how do we how do we pave that path and open up those opportunities for ourselves and future generations? I think it's a great point, right? So a lot of our listeners are high achieving women, working moms, and and I think as you experienced in your career, women are faced with the pressure of doing it all, right? And the expectations that are placed on women are tremendous, and pressure to excel in our careers, raise children, manage households right, and participate in every aspect of life, it can be really overwhelming. I'm curious from your experience, what has helped you manage through some of that overwhelm? I think the current world and the the silver lining of COVID is that we have this flexibility that we never had before. And here we are talking on on, uh, camera, Mm -hmm. um, through the computer, and the fact that in a post-COVID world, well, it's really not post-COVID, but uh, we are afforded the opportunity to work remotely, have flexibility. I think these are the things that really make for future opportunities, no matter who you are and, and where you are. And for women especially, um, who are moms and, you know, maybe had to make a change like I did, I think that there's a lot more flexibility that can be offered to them. And I think it it reframes the way that we can engage a workforce. And so I know even in our work at Girl Scouts, we've thought through what is the right mix? I value in-person work but I very much value being home. I'm home today. And I think that's a great thing in being able to accomplish what I need to do from my home office. But I, I want to make sure that there are opportunities to connect in um, where we need to. But I think when you look at uh, opportunities for women, they can be incredibly flexible. They don't even have to have um, jobs that are in their local areas anymore. And I think um, that that is really, I think, the game changer on on how we can work with a diverse workforce going forward. Mm-hmm. Love that. So taking advantage of the opportunities and the the technology that we have nowadays in the hybrid working environment when you can is an important one. Um, now, Sandra, as you reflect on your two years and your CEO role so far, and I know you talked about some statistics, what recommendations or advice do you have for other women who are striving to get to the C-suite um, you know, and, and really feel sometimes defeated and overwhelmed? And I'm curious, any advice that you would give them? Yeah, I have several pieces of advice. Um, First is, I think you need to find your sisterhood. You need to tap into a network. It's so important, Um, whether it's just an interest um, or finding specific communities that can help you navigate your next chapter. That's really important. Um, Again, for me, when I reflect on my career, 
I mentioned that my nonprofit career was born out of volunteerism. I was not necessarily thinking that I was going back to work in a specific area. Mm-hmm. I had assumed that I would go back to advertising at some point, but because of the network that I built in my local community and an opportunity that came up, my career took a different turn. With, with others is, is super important. And I want to underscore the importance of connecting with women because I really do believe in this power of sisterhood. And uh, I think that's, that's an important aspect of things. My second piece of advice would be to find a mentor. Uh, I think that speaking to somebody, working with somebody who can guide you or who you can learn from can be incredibly helpful. In today's world, we value diversity of thought and somebody who maybe was an accountant could be an excellent nonprofit leader. Uh, it's, it's a matter of, um, you know, how are they navigating their future? What are they able to connect into where their opportunities. I do very much believe that learning from others can be incredibly helpful. Um, another thing that I would speak to is, is being open to learning. Mm-hmm. So um, I always talk about I'm an avid tennis player and mm-hmm. I very much believe that leadership is like my tennis game and I can always use a coach. So I am working with an executive coach, and that's really helpful to me as I continue to grow in my career and work towards goals that are shared and articulated, but I want to make sure that I am continuing to evolve so that I can be the best leader that I can be for others and to inspire growth and uh, and make sure that we have alignment so that we can do what we need to do so more girls can benefit from the work that we're doing in Girl Scouting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great advice. So I heard first thing you talked about was kind of that sisterhood in the community. And, and it's such a great point having, making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people, right, who are going to help lift you up. Um, the other thing, the mentorship, I you know, has been very helpful for me in my career as well. I think for me, it was hard to find the right person, um, but absolutely like tapping into people, maybe you wouldn't initially think of too, right? Like to your point um, can be really, really important. And then the growth mindset and, and really continuing to learn and grow, even as CEO, you know, you're continuing to learn and grow in a different capacity. And I love the way you talked about, yes, you're responsible for driving the vision and the strategic objectives of the organization, but you're also responsible for leading and developing people, right? And aligning them to um, to achieve those goals and objectives. So some really great advice. You know, and I want to acknowledge how far we've come. I think sometimes it's easy to get bogged down in the day-to-day overwhelm of what we go through as women and having to manage it all. And I want to take a moment to just honor and recognize how far we've come. If you zoom out and take that bird's eye view, right? We, we've we made a ton of progress. We have unprecedented opportunities in education and careers and public life. But to your point, there's still opportunity. There's still work to be done. And so 
I want to also recognize that the fight for equality is is really not just about adding more roles, but it's about ensuring choices and autonomy. So it's not about expecting women to do everything. It's more about creating a world where women could choose the path that suits them best. But I think sometimes we get bogged down in this notion of I have to do everything and I have to do everything really well. Um, so I think it's important that we step back to recognize, you know, we have the agency to define our own path. And when I get bogged down in those moments, one of the things I like to really reflect on is zoom out. And to your point, think about the impact we're leaving for the future generations. You and I both have girls. Mm -hmm. So thinking about like, what path are we creating for our daughters? How do we create a world where women can thrive without the weight of unrealistic expectations? So I think when you're able to zoom out and see that it's where we are in the journey, it's not perfect. <laughs> I don't know that it ever will be, but you know, how do we make it better? So I would love to know how, Sandra, do you define success and how has that definition evolved for you over time? That's a great question. I think um, defining success is something that evolves. Uh, in my professional life, I define success uh, by seeing girls in action, seeing girls who are living our mission, who are confident and courageous and making a difference in their communities. That That's really how I, I define success. Um, I think it's, it's seeing the work come to fruition. So that's where I get my my professional satisfaction. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, success, they're short term and long term. And I think that we need to think about our families, as well as our friendships, as well as our professional life. So, you know, success in my family might be about health and wellness and great experiences together and seeing my daughters flourish. And, um, you know, that, that might be how we define success there, uh, in terms of friendships, you know, also having great experiences, maintaining strong connections. So mm -hmm. I, th I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of my success is about relationships, yeah. uh, as well. And again, really speaks to this concept of sisterhood. I think that, um, having, a, a, a network of support is an aspect of success. And again, um, because I'm motivated by a nonprofit mission, making a difference in community is really uh, an aspect of, of success. So um, if I think about the legacy that I want to leave, it's mm -hmm. about making sure that more girls are having the opportunity to develop into the leaders of tomorrow, whatever that path looks like for them. But I want to make sure that I'm thinking about the next generation of girls and providing them with resources and opportunities to make the world better. That's, it really drives me. So um, those are some of the aspects of success that I think about. Yeah, I can see why it drives you. I think you and I share that passion for sure. Um, Sandra, before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? What I think about is uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who very much believes that you know women should have a seat at the table wherever 
decisions are being made. And I think that's uh, very inspiring as well. Um, she happens to be, a, she was a, a uh, member of my sorority. So oh, wow. I love that even more. It's yeah. full circle. But um, I think that's another great, great quote, um, speaking to the need for sisterhood and for yeah. women to uh, support each other. Incredible, incredible insights. Sandra, I want to thank you for being here, sharing your insights and expertise. And, you know, on behalf of the girls of Northern New Jersey, and personally, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing in paving the way for the next generation. Um, how can our listeners connect with you? Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. And um, I know we do some really inspirational and great work together. So thank you for your leadership and, uh, and, and for your girls that are doing great things um, in their Girl Scouting journey. Um, to connect with me, uh, you can visit our website, which is Girl Scouts of Northern New Jersey. It's um, gsnnj.org. And uh, connect with me on LinkedIn at Sandra Kenoff. Perfect. And we know that money can't buy happiness, but it can buy you Girl Scout cookies. And that's kind of the same thing. So I want to make sure that you're going out there and supporting your young female entrepreneurs, especially during cookie season. And if you need a cookie dealer, please reach out. You can visit my website at gialacqua.com. And of course, reach out to me on Instagram at gialacqua with thoughts, feedback, comments, and questions that you have. This is Gia signing off with gratitude for your time and energy. Our mic drops, but the movement continues. Until next time, your next chapter is waiting. Take care. That concludes another empowering episode of Your Future Starts Now. Before we wrap up, I want to thank this incredible community of high-achieving women. Your energy, resilience, and commitment to growth are the driving force behind what we do. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate it, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower high-achieving women just like you. And of course, share your future starts now with the extraordinary women in your life who are also on a journey of healing and empowerment. Connect with us on social media, share your thoughts, let us know what topics you'd like to explore in future episodes. Stay connected on Instagram at Gia Lacqua. I encourage you to carry the energy of this conversation into your day and keep on supporting the incredible women around you. Until next time, remember, your next chapter is waiting.